Welcome to the Rare Faith Podcast, where the solution to every problem is only an idea away, and where the same activity with just a little more awareness always yields better results. Award-winning, best-selling author, Leslie Householder, brings some of her best information to this inspiring series of life-changing episodes that you won't want to miss. Show notes for this episode can be found at rarekindoffaith.com. I'd like to share with you part of a lesson from my Transformational Mindset Mastery Program. The segment that I'm going to share with you begins in the middle of the lesson, so brace yourself. We're just going to jump right in. Here's another one of those felicity tantrums I used to have. I guess deep down I thought that if I was victim enough, someone would rescue me. What I was doing all those years was looking outside of myself for the solution. The solution was inside of me all along, but I didn't know it, or at the very least, I didn't know how to access it. There is a good woman who came to my website quite a few years ago. She wrote me long, descriptive emails composing volumes on how desperate and hopeless she felt. And because I wanted her to feel the same kind of relief I had found, I offered to send her a downloadable copy of The Jackrabbit Factor at no charge. Because of her story, I knew it would help her. This was long before we had created a way for the document to be downloaded at no charge to the general public. She graciously accepted, so I located the file and sent the email. A few weeks later, she wrote me again, expounding volumes on how horrible things have been since she wrote and asking, pleading, for advice. I asked her if she'd read the book, and she said she'd been too depressed to read it. But would I please give her advice on what she should do? I advised her to read the book. But if I could have effectively summed the message of the book up, I would have just said, believe, dream, create. But in her condition, it would have been of no use. She needed to experience the entire process. She said she would. Months later, she contacted me again at the end of her rope and desperate for advice. Did you read the book? I lost it. Will you please send it again? I'm really ready for a change in my life. I want to read the book. I sent it to her again, and then she replied that it wouldn't open. She was using web TV and couldn't view PDF documents. I did some research and directed her to a resource and explained how to enable her system to read PDF documents. It required a hard drive, which she didn't have, so I sent it to her in regular Word format. That didn't work for her either, so I copied and pasted the entire document right into the email itself. Each time she thanked me graciously and promised she'd read it. But when she wrote again, begging me for advice just a few weeks later and admitting that she'd been too depressed to read the book, I simply had to say, do not contact me again until you've read the book. For her own benefit and my own self-preservation, I had to do it, even though I felt sad to be so blunt. A year went by. Finally, she wrote again. Dear Leslie, I don't know if you remember me. I have written to you about the hardships of my life and my depression and anxiety. You, out of the goodness of your heart, sent me the jackrabbit factor to read because I am on disability and don't have the money. I'm hoping you can send it again. I've looked and looked for it, and apparently it got deleted because of some complications with my computer. Please, can you be so kind to send it again because I need to read it so much. Please get back to me. With much gratitude, Penny. Name has been changed. I responded, if I recall, you were unable to read a PDF document on your web TV. Am I right? It seems like my last question to you was asking if your web TV had a hard drive and PDF reader. Are you able to read PDF documents now? She replied, I think so. Someone sent me an article in PDF format and I could read it. I would appreciate if you could try to send it so I can see if it can get through. Thanks a lot for remembering. In appreciation, Penny. On the same day, I sent her the PDF document and didn't hear from her for eight more months until this arrived. 
I hope you will remember me. I had a very bad setback, and I was financially and emotionally in trouble. I am back on my computer again after months of not being able to. I was wondering if you can send me the jackrabbit factor again. I promise this will be the last time I ask. I really want to read it because something is very wrong that I keep falling over and over in my life. Now I am at a standstill and wiped out by my problems. How do you change your life? I don't know. I try to think positive, but it doesn't work. Please, I hope you remember me. Can I really change this life of mine from being depressed, having no money, no love, no job, no friends? I am at the bottom and want to go up. Sincerely, Penny. Curbing my natural reaction to throw up my hands and hoping to avoid the PDF problem again, I went ahead and sent it as a Word document. It's attached in a Word document. Hope it helps. Leslie. Two days later, she wrote, Dear Leslie, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Penny. You have sent me for free your manuscript of the Jackrabbit Factor. I never got a chance to read it. My life fell apart even more. I couldn't get on the web to read my emails, and I am in the dumps and can't get out. Every morning I wake up depressed, feeling this is not the life I wanted. I am 51 years old, have never been married, don't have children, and this brings me down. I always wanted to be married and have children. I feel like my life is over and this is all I get. I am on disability and have no clothes, can barely eat at times. I never thought at this age this is where I would be. I am lonely, depressed, and in a pattern of negativity that I can't get out of. Negative people come into my life and drag me down. I have a dream to be a writer and have so many ideas, but I am weighed down by my terrible past and the depressing present that I am living. Please help. I feel like my life is over. Can you please send me the manuscript again? I will definitely read it. I don't see any changes in my life. What is wrong? Why do bad things keep happening, and why is it I am living in poverty? Thank you, Penny. On that same day, I replied and copied the entire text of the book directly into the email body. Two days later, I received this message. Hi again. I sent an email to you, Leslie, and you never answered. Please, when you get the chance, would you kindly answer? I so would appreciate it. I hope you can help me. I really do. Sincerely, Penny. Maybe you're wondering why I put up with this for so long. Partly because a piece of me still remembered how it felt to feel like her and caring, I truly wanted to help. Penny, I have now replied three times. I am sorry if you are not receiving my messages. Let me know if you get this one. This is my last attempt. Leslie. Two days later. Dear Leslie, I will try again to send you this email. I have sent you an email and you never answered. Please, can you answer me when you get the chance? I was asking for your help and hope you will be able to do this. I don't know how to get from my troubled life to a better life and it terrifies me. Life is going so fast and I don't want to be in the same place next year. Oh God, there has to be a way. Sincerely, Penny. <sighs> I have no address, no phone number, no other way to contact her except to reply to her emails. And when they do not reach her, there is nothing more I can do except pray for her. I hadn't heard from her for so long that for her to show up again out of the blue while I was in the middle of creating this course, I had to stop and wonder, what is the lesson for me in this? There is wisdom to be gained in every experience, and nothing happens by accident. So what positive could be derived from this seemingly impossible negative experience? While I'd prefer that she be the one to gain the lesson, I had to look inward and ask myself what lesson was in the experience for me. What was God trying to teach me through it all? You see, what she learns from our interaction is not within my control. All I could do is wonder what positive lesson I could personally derive from my interaction with her. Now, I realize there is a shallow lesson to be learned, and that is this. I can't spend my time trying to save everyone from his or her problems. Another lesson that sits on the surface of this experience is that a person has to want it bad enough before they will do what it takes to change. 
She was asking a question in both cases, making a request, but ending them with a period is almost as though she didn't expect a response. Her plea was not direct, but rhetorical. But then I discovered a deeper, more meaningful lesson after our last run of disconnected correspondence. Penny is reaching out for help. She's asking for it. She's persistent. I believe I have a few answers that could help her. I'm willing to help. I care about her and want her to feel some new hope and a sense of relief. So what's missing? The element that is missing is her ability to receive. No matter how much I want to help her, whether or not she receives is up to her and only her. Knowing that I have responded in the past, she contacted me with hope and expectation that I would respond again. That is a critical mindset for success. However, when the help didn't show up like expected, instead of looking inward to find other ways to receive what she sought, she automatically assumed I was ignoring her and that once again in her mind, nobody cares. Believing that nobody cares, she eventually stopped trying. Instead of doing more of the same, more emails with the same request over and over, and expecting different results, she might have tried a different approach. If she could have continued to hope for a response and expect it to come, and believe that I want to respond, her next email might have looked something like this. Dear Leslie, you've been very generous and patient with me in the past. I believe you want to help me, but for some reason I haven't heard from you. Is everything okay? If you are having trouble reaching me, perhaps you could try my phone number or mailing address. I'll include it here. Or even better yet, I will not trouble you again until I obtain a copy of the book from the library and read it cover to cover. See that? The solution to every problem is only an idea away, but when we are thinking only about appearances, our mind shuts down to the very ideas that have the power to liberate us. I can't judge Penny too harshly anyway because I remember going through a similar experience waiting for permission from a well-known poet to use her writings in one of my publications. I contacted her multiple times hoping for an answer, which never came. Finally, I sent another request only to receive her response that looked something like this. Leslie, I don't know why you aren't receiving my responses, but yes, you may have permission to use my writing in your publication. I have responded three times now. I hope you get this because this is my last attempt. Sound familiar? <laughs> I was surprised to find out that the problem was not with her. The problem was with me. I was not receiving the messages she attempted to deliver. Both of these experiences caused me to reflect on the way I approach God with my requests. Sometimes I hope for the requested blessing, and sometimes I even expect it. But my grandest requests have only been granted after I believed in my heart that God genuinely wanted to help. When I pictured Him delighting in my progress, and feeling joy sending me the blessings I sought, it helped me more naturally do the things I needed to do to receive the very things I asked for, the things he wanted me to receive all along. If it didn't arrive as expected, I didn't take it to mean that he didn't want it for me. I took it as a hint that I may need to do something more, something perhaps a little different. I can look back and recognize now that there have been times when I have begged for help asking for it the same way over and over again without doing my part to make it possible for me to receive. Believe that God wants your family to thrive. He wants you to be able to provide abundantly for your children or whoever depends on you for support. If that's what he wants, maybe he's already trying to send it to you, but you haven't done your part to receive. That's like praying for rain without bothering to till the soil and plant the seed. All the rain in the world won't help a crop that hasn't been sown. When you expect success and it doesn't come, instead of automatically saying, I guess it wasn't meant to be, 
Open your mind to the inspiration that will nudge you toward your next step in the process. Be patient, or even perhaps to consider an alternative idea that God knows will bring you even greater joy than you can imagine. The answers to your dilemmas are inside of you. Even when I coach people, I am not there to provide answers. I am there to draw the answers out of the client. I ask questions back to challenge his or her thinking and allow the client to come to his or her own conclusions. I am not a paid consultant, an expert who has all the answers. I am a coach, someone who helps her clients to find their own answers. Can you see why that's important? Remember what happened to the guy who jumped and barked thinking it would produce a rabbit? You've got to get used to the idea of following your own gut feelings. And remember, gut feelings show up almost imperceptibly, causing you to move toward your goal, sometimes unconsciously, after you've established a clear, firm, committed intention to accomplish something very specific. To have that kind of resolved commitment literally opens the channels for inspiration and divine guidance, whether or not you realize you're being guided. Even this course is not meant to be an encyclopedia of answers to every question. It isn't organized like a reference book. It's a tool to get you thinking. The progressive flow of ideas it leads you through is intended to help you open or strengthen the channels of communication between you and your very own personal inner source for answers. Call it intuition, inspiration, the inner voice, a gut feeling, whatever best fits your point of reference. There is a wealth of information here, but context, timing, and application of ideas will be unique to each reader. Hi, this is Leslie Householder again. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this excerpt from the Mindset Mastery Program. At the conclusion of the entire lesson, Mindset Mastery Program participants are asked to go to their workbook to complete the next assignment an experiential designed to help them internalize the ideas and see real results. Remember, just like with Penny, all of the hoping, wishing, praying, visualizing, affirming, and asking for better conditions will do nothing but leave you frustrated unless you do your part to receive. I look forward to helping you figure this out and helping you discover and find the courage, even the excitement, to do it. There are so many more rewards waiting for you than you have the capacity to accept. So let's remove those blocks that keep you from becoming your best self and accomplishing all you want to achieve. Begin your journey now by visiting prosperthefamily.com. I look forward to working with you. This concludes today's episode of the Rare Faith Podcast. You've been listening to Leslie Householder, author of The Jackrabbit Factor, Portal to Genius, and Hidden Treasures, Heaven's Astonishing Help with Your Money Matters. All three books can be downloaded free at a rarekindoffaith.com. So tell your friends and join Leslie again next time as she goes even deeper into the principles that will help you change your life.